1: Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together we make up your only daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Thanks for making us. Your first listen as we get into this game preview, take a look at the matchups on both sides of the ball that are going to be important and some of the other factors that aren't necessarily matchups, but maybe you're scheme dependent or coaching dependent that may be very impactful in determining the outcome of this game. What we're not going to talk about today, James, are certain hot takes about bounties on certain quarterbacks that certain former players have proclaimed. On Thursday, disgracing their employer, we are going to talk about football because we we don't have time for all that other stuff. And we we've talked about this this week, James. Mm-hmm. To me, this is a game that is is very likely it's, if it is going to go in the Bengals favor to boil down to variance. Mm-hmm. I would welcome the pleasant surprise of a Green Bay sort of game where these teams are in a tight contest and it's not this offensive shootout and it goes that way instead. But, but for me, this is a more complete Kansas city team. I've said this, and I think it's a big challenge for the Bengals who also are coming off of, you know, another hot stretch of play, winning two in a row, putting up 41 against the Ravens, Joe Burrow playing the best ball of the year and being a superhero in his own right, going against Patrick Mahomes, who has been the superhero quarterback for the last, two years in the NFL. So to me, I'm looking at what are the swing plays? That, that's hmm. my first thought when I think of this game. I said it yesterday, and I, I'm still there. And honestly, when I thought this in the past, there haven't been those big swing plays. And so I, I've been wrong about this quite frequently in the past when I've had this feeling, but it's the feeling I have again this week.
0: Yeah, I I've, I think that makes sense because because of the snowball effect that happens when you make mistakes against the Chiefs. I think that's why you're thinking of the swing plays. And obviously the Bengals could do that and force turnovers and take advantage of turnovers and all of that. But that's why I think it's even more of a thing this week. Because if you if you get off to a, a slow start, well, that's one thing, right, if you punt on your first possession or two. It's a whole nother thing if it's fumble, pick six, just an inter, you know, a, a touchdown for the Chiefs, then an interception, then a field goal for the Chiefs. You look up; it's ten nothing. It's not where you want to be against this defense or this offense, this team in general. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a game that could be defined by swing plays. The good news is, a lot of people think of the Chiefs, and rightfully so, and it's this explosive offense, and it is. I think the Bengals can keep up. Explosive wise, I think they have just as much dynamite in their trunk as, 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 Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs do in different ways, but I think they do. And so there is a reasonable, realistic path to victory, even though the Bengals are underdogs in this matchup.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm a hundred percent not writing this game off. I don't want to give that impression at all. This isn't a game that I think is unwinnable. This isn't a game that I'm penciling in even as a loss. This is a game that I think could and should be very competitive. I just can see that there are some matchups right that don't necessarily line up in the Bengals' favor. That being said, I do think that they're playing better football now. And I think that the Ravens' victory showed the level at which they can play. But this is a much better defense. And so I'm not expecting them to have this easy time where Joe Burrows, you know, extending plays and finding easy openings. If he does, great. I think we'll still Mm -hmm. see some of that because that's what he's done lately. I think that that is here to stay. I think his processing, I think his evasiveness, I think these things are there. But I think that you have a stickier secondary and they're healthy. And we heard... Chris yesterday on the crossover talked about Javerius Ward getting healthy and a lot of Bengals fans probably don't really know who that guy is. He's pretty good. He's a good corner. He, he doesn't get beat deep a ton. And on the other side, Mike Hughes, you know, ha- has been really good this year. His career, not so much. So, so you would think there's something there to exploit, but Tyron Matthew, Juan Thornhill, this is a really solid secondary group again. And we're, we're yeah. talking about I think, in the same conversation with Denver. They haven't had the same success all year, but but you look back like their last eight games when they've been on this winning streak, and the only team that's really put up points against them is the Chargers. Now, do I think that the Bengals offense can produce the way the Chargers offense can produce? Yes, I do. I think they'll have to do it in slightly different ways. I'm just saying that from a matchup perspective, there's a little bit more here that Is going to challenge them in a a holistic perspective than they've seen maybe all year.
0: I think Denver's better, but I also think that the Bengals' mindset going into Denver was very. We're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to just escape with a win and play with, uh, score fifteen points and bank on Evan McPherson and our special teams, and it's okay to punt, and we just want to avoid the big pick six turnover type play, and then on defense, you you win the game. Um, and they did, and they got it done. This can't be that, you know what this is. You, you mentioned earlier this week in our, our post game show, LSU Burrow. Well, this is Alabama, Joe, you need to ball out just like you did against Alabama with that, the sec on the line. And if you do that, then buckle up, baby. Cause it's about to be a fun Sunday at Paul Brown stadium. I don't know who's going to win. Cause Patrick Mahomes is certainly capable of going blow for blow, but that's what they need. And that's the path. And if he plays The trajectory he's been on, and we looked at the stats earlier this week. If you missed it, you should, one, subscribe if you haven't. Two, go back and listen. And, and Jake, you pointed out the past five games. And so the past five games, that needs to become seven. And (laughs) the next two weeks, the Bengals, they have to have Burrow play at an extremely high level to to win because he could play his best game of his career on Sunday, and they could lose. I don't think that's the case against Cleveland. I don't think that's the case most days when the Bengals take the field. If he's playing his best ball, normally they're going to win. But I I think that this team, this quarterback, this coaching staff in Kansas City, that defense that you mentioned, they are capable of still winning and forcing that turnover when it's 45-44 with the game on the line, even though it wouldn't be Burroughs' fault.
2: And and we've seen them do this this year against Aaron Rodgers, who has been the second most – uh, turnover-avoidant quarterback in the NFL by PFF's turnover-worthy plays. I was looking at that this morning because I was looking at the luck on those. Patrick Mahomes had a, a lot of really bad luck early in the year. His luck has turned around. He's not putting the ball in danger very much. But Aaron Rodgers, thrown like four picks this year, and they got Aaron Rodgers, and mm-hmm. they held Aaron Rodgers in check. And I think they were missing some guys in that game, and the Chiefs are probably comparatively slightly healthier. but. Th- they did it, and, and mm-hmm. they got that takeaway. So who's to say they can't do it again, right? And and so we-, we should probably talk a little bit more about some of the defensive matchups. But before we get there, I think that that your point about the mindset is is a really good one, and-, and that's going to be really telling this week is how do the Bengals try to attack the Chiefs on offense? Because last week we saw the highest neutral pass rate in Joe Burrow's career went mm-hmm. great. And, and when Joe Burrow gets the opportunity to throw on early downs, it, it's going to go pretty well. I think mm-hmm. it's a good idea. It's, it's when he needs a drop back pass and need to have it situations that things have been dicey, especially in protection. And I do still have my concerns about protection. But I, I do think that, again, this week, they need to play. I mean, this this is pretty basic stuff. Play through your best player your best player right now is is Joe Burrow and, and let him use these skill guys you've put around him and, and make his mark on the game and, and don't take the game out of his hands really at any moment. And, and beyond that, they, they signed a new long snapper to the practice squad today. Let's keep the long snapper off the field for the entire game. Right? So, these are some initial thoughts. We'll get further into some of these matchups, further into some of the things the Bengals will have to do to try to contain Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and keep this game close coming up next.
0: But first, I got to tell you about the number one protein bar on the planet. If the Bengals want to beat the Chiefs, man, hopefully they've been on the Built Bar diet all week. And uh, I have a Built Bar each and every day. And you're talking about a chocolate bar. That's right, chocolate bar. It's covered in 100% chocolate that's high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. I'm looking right now. Uh, Caramel uh, Almond Delight, 16 grams of protein, 150 calories. Gluten-free for those that have asked. I know some have uh, on Twitter asked, and I don't know if I actually got back to you. So there you go. That's me getting back to you. So check out Built Bars right now. New Year, new you. You can get it done right now. It's going to be New Year, same for me, because it's the best protein bar on the planet. And I'm not stopping the Built Bar plan. All you got to do to check them out is go to built.com use promo code lock 15 and you're going to get 15% off your order it is that simple built.com promo code lock 15 you get 15% off you save money you get healthier and you add an awesome snack the number one protein bar on the planet built bar
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this off season look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast
2: Hold that pose for those watching on YouTube. James holding that bill bar off real proud, like a proud dad. Uh, let, let's talk defense for a little bit here. James, we're going to circle back, probably hit the offense a little bit more at the tail end of the show as we get into our predictions and, and talk about some of the coaching aspects of the game. But as we go to the defense, a couple of very big notes from the Bengals as this week has gone on. Logan Wilson again suited up for practice on thursday we are recording before the official report is out but he was out there in a full jersey so no reason to expect that things have gone awry yet keep an eye on the injury report we'll see if that changes but the big ones well the big one is the big guy in the middle dj reader on the active roster off the COVID list he's back also wyatt ray back which is helpful depth wyatt ray Uh, A target of unnecessary bullying, I think, from some Bengals fans. He's been just fine this year. Khaled Kareem also working his way back from a concussion. So they look to be at full strength in -hmm. the trenches. And the Kansas City Chiefs have a really good offensive line. I think that there are some some vulnerabilities that you can attack. I'm looking forward to DJ Reader against Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, and Trey Smith. I think that the... The veteran has been playing really good football this year. I'm looking forward to seeing if Larry Ogunjobi can have one of those splash plays. And Trey Hendrickson against uh, Brown on the left side, you kind of like Hendrickson's speed around the edge. And the fact that they're healthy, we saw what happened when DJ Reader wasn't playing. And if the Chiefs do want to try to keep the Bengals off balance and try to get Clyde Edwards or Larry and these running backs going, Gore, who's the bigger guy, Going in the run game to try to keep the Bengals defense honest. Well, having DJ reader there lets you be a lot more comfortable playing six in the box and and dropping more guys into coverage. So big news that DJ readers returning this week.
0: For sure. That was my first thought is, okay, because the last thing you want is the Chiefs to be able to run the ball early. (laughs) That's a nightmare. Okay, or run the ball at all, but certainly early. Uh, when we're, we're talking about you know getting ahead and things like that for the Bengals and getting the advantage. And so, yeah, having D.J. Reader, it's huge, huge, huge. And something Lou Rumo talked about on Thursday is, well, we're going to have to pressure Pat Mahomes because there's really no other way to stop him. And how how big of a unicorn Travis Kelsey is, how hard it is um, to, to keep up with Tyreek Hill. By the way, uh, Chidobe Awuzie said, I asked him this. I was like, are you the fastest guy on the team? Because he said, don't sleep on my speed now, basically. And I was like, all right, well, are you the fastest on the team? He said, yeah, he's the fastest on the team. He thinks Trey Wayne's a second. So the Bengals have their speedy cornerbacks. And yet Lou Anarumo, I think, uh, who was it? I think it was Jeff Hobson, asked Lou Anarumo about that. Like, yeah, will Woosier be able to catch Hill? <laughs> and Lou almost laughed <laughs> and was like, if he gets behind you, he's behind you. We're talking about an Olympic sprinter, and he was dead serious. And he deadpanned. He was like, he's different. <laughs> and he is, right? So, um, but yes, it, it's good to have DJ Reader back in um, and Wyatt Ray back in all hands on deck because they really are going to have to find a way to get some kind of heat on Patrick Mahomes. And if they don't do that, well, then it's not first to 30. You know how I've talked about 30 all year? It's first to 50. So it, if, if if you want a first a 50 game, don't pressure Pat, because that's what you're going to have to deal
2: with. It's kind of crazy, actually, how healthy the Bengals are right now. Like the the, the important players that are missing, Brandon Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, Darius Phillips, Riley Reef. Riley Reef certainly the most important out of those, but the fact that they're this healthy Jermaine on Pratt defense. Right now. Jermaine Pratt, sure, on COVID. Uh, the fact that they're this healthy, relatively speaking, this late in the season for this game, Compared to previous years, mm-hmm. I mean, absolute difference maker. And and especially with their key guys like Hendrickson, who's still probably dealing with the back stuff. You, you saw him mm-hmm. deal with it a little bit last week. And, and DJ Reader, Sam Hubbard, et cetera, on the defensive line in the corners, where last year they were scraping, scraping the streets for players. And
0: Jake, that's why they have to take advantage of this. Because you don't know what next year is going to be. You don't know what the year after is going to be. Ask the people in Cleveland. They thought, oh, man, the Browns won a playoff game, and they gave the Chiefs all they could handle, and, oh, we're going to add this piece and this piece and this piece, and it is their time, and, well, maybe not. And maybe they're going to be doing this quarterback cycle again. And you know how all things change. And I'm not saying the Bengals are in the same boat, but we've seen it with the Bengals Oh, after the 05 season. Oh, they're going to make a run. It's going to be great. The Andy Dalton era, oh, it's good. It can end, things can snowball, things can change. And so while I think this group is on the up and up and there's a lot of reasons to be excited about the future, I don't give a damn about the future today. I'm not worried about the draft or free agency or anything. I'm worried about can this team take advantage of the health they've been given? Because you're right. I don't, I don't think they will be this healthy in week 17. Maybe for the rest of Joe Burrow's career, which is kind of crazy to say, but it might be true. And and so you want to take advantage of those opportunities when they're there. Yes, they're young. Yes, the coaching staff is young. Yes, they're inexperienced at key spots. I get it. You also want to take advantage of it.
2: Yeah. And hopefully the health helps. It'll be really interesting to see how they tackle literally and in terms of coverage, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> because, you know, Lou Anarumbo talking about him, he's talking about like you compare him to guys like AJ Green and DK Metcalf. He's like, they're, they're like lifted trucks. Mm-hmm. And and he and Tyree killed lower to the ground. He's like a Ferrari. It's not just that he's fast. He said he also has that insane agility, and he can yep. stop. And so you got to deal with that. And he's lining up in the slot. And if they put him in the slot, what do you do with Mike Hilton? Right? Do, do you put Cheeto in the slot and then put Trey Wayne's and an Eli Apple outside and take Mike Hilton off the field? Do you put Mike Hilton over Travis Kelsey and put four corners on the field? It's going to be really interesting, maybe just a safety instead, I guess, but it's going to be really interesting to see how they choose to... Because Mike Hilton's given up, what, a foot of height to, to Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Maybe not quite a foot, but but you get the idea. Like, there are matchup problems there that is going to require creative a creative approach from Lou, whether it's allocating the safety to keep them capped on Tyreek Hill which they did to Marquise Brown last mm-hmm. week in Baltimore uh, against Baltimore or if they're going to try to roll that safety and pay extra attention to Kelsey and then you know that's how they're giving up all those slants early in the game and and the Rashad Bateman touchdown is they're paying extra attention to the tight end and so a little bit of pick your poison there and mm-hmm. you know to to your point about pressuring Mahomes you can't blitz him Chris was right about that yesterday he's only been blitzed about 15% of the time this year they got to find a way to get home with four talked Mm -hmm. a lot about that with Mike a couple days ago on the film review episode at the end so go check that out if you want to see more of that conversation but to reiterate again the the changes we've seen this year with with regards to the defensive line getting home with twists and stunts and despite having you know, not incredible individual win rates still generating a high degree of pressure and getting sacks, that will be lovely to show up again this week because they're going to be a little bit limited, I think, in what they can do blitzing. Game script going to be a factor as well, James. I think coaching going to be a big factor. We'll wrap up our keys to victory as we continue to preview the Kansas City Chiefs coming to Cincinnati coming up next.
0: Bet Online has you covered... As 2021 ends and 2022 begins with all of the props, odds, and lines like never before. So whether it's the college football playoff and my UC Bearcats about to give them a beat down, or if it's the Bengals, Chiefs, anything in between, go to betonline.ag and wager right now. And the best part is when you sign up, you're going to get a 50% deposit match, a 50% welcome bonus. That's free. With promo code locked on. That's all you got to do is go to betonline.ag, use promo code locked on. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, whether it's the NBA, whether it's college football, whether it's Bengals, Chiefs, or any other NFL Week 17 matchup, you can wager on everything. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Again, be sure to use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the
1: game starts. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Jake, real quick, and I know you're about to go, but I don't want to forget it. People are going to hate me for saying this. It is true. You mentioned it at the end of segment two. I think this is where Trey Waynes either makes his money or just gets all the way into the doghouse. Like, he's in the doghouse but hasn't shut the door yet. Is he going to pop out of the doghouse and be like, surprise, this is the cornerback that you wanted when you signed me two years ago, or is he going to lock the door and seal it shut and and beg for a built bar every other Wednesday? I don't know, but I I think he is a a big part of this game because he's speedy. He's played against Tyreek Hill in this offense before. And he's another veteran, hopefully good tackling defensive back that that I think you can use to your advantage if he's uh, he's ready to go and ready to play at a decent level.
2: Yeah, it's a good point, point. and that's that's actually where I was going to go first before we talk about coaching and and ah, the decisions gotcha. that Zach's going to make. Minds. Not, not not Trey Wayne specifically, but I was going to ask you about X factors and and because I think that's kind of what game script and, and coaching th- these are non matchup things and potential X factors in the game where could, could be a way the game swings. So that that's where I was going to go is ask you, you know, outside of the offense defense matchups, we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, what, what you kind of think were, were some of the big swing factors in this game, because I think those swing factors, if the game's going to go the Bengals way, could be really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly one X factor for sure would be Wayne's. I think seriously. Because he he can run, hopefully he can cover. He certainly can tackle, and so if he's on Hill, you need him to tackle him. You know, or if he's um, on Kelsey, potentially. You know, I, I mean, he gives up a lot of weight. You want to talk about that to Kelsey? And I don't think it'll be one on one against him a ton, but you never know, right? I mean, they they put uh, Trey Flowers on. Uh, who was it? Was it Mark Andrews in that first matchup against Baltimore? And I know Flowers is big, and he's he looks like a damn basketball player. It looks like he should be playing on the Warriors, but still. Uh, You never know. Um, Outside of that, offensively, I'll give you an interesting one. A lot of people are going to say CJ Uzama as an X factor, and that's fair. I I think he could have a big game. You have the three-headed monster receiver. We have Joe Mixon. Um, It's Chris Evans, isn't it? It's Chris Evans time. (laughs) If there's ever going to be a game, if there's ever going to be a game where he matters, it's it's now, where you get him the ball in space. And I don't know if he – fell out of favor after that ankle injury, you know, after he got injured and, and was it ankle or hamstring? One of the two is a, a leg injury. Um, but wouldn't this be the game where you'd split them out and put them in the slot and and do different things with? if you were going to? If you were going to, because I, I would leave it all out there. I would throw everything at the Chiefs if I'm Zach Taylor. I would have the entire playbook open. I would throw it all out there. And if that's the case – you and I both agree that Chris Evans has talent. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to see that or a, a football genius. So it's time to uh, unleash him a little bit. Cause there aren't really many. It's not like there's a wide receiver that I can say unleash Trent Taylor. Get the hell out of here with that. I'm not saying that it, really, the only one that they haven't utilized to their full potential thus far, I think is Chris Evans.
2: Yeah. I think that even if it's not Chris Evans specifically, he, need, he needs to be in his bag. Zach Taylor needs to be deep in his bag and and use everything. And, yes. and it's not like they haven't shown things at this point in the year. I think it was uh, Dan Pitcher talking to to Lap about this. We have 15, 15 weeks of film at this point. Like, offense, 16. This is week 17. Uh, we've seen everything. <laughs> we're going to see from from defenses except maybe a couple wrinkles that you know every week there's something a little bit new maybe they'll get that'll get put in the Bengals need to be to to use project management terminology that I hate agile it can't take you two drives to adjust if you're if you're having issues with your initial approach to the game you can't stay so say for example they think Joe Mixon can go into this game and average like eight yards per carry. They they think they've identified the the weakness of the Chiefs defense and it's wide zone to the left side behind Jonah Williams and Quinton Spain, just, just for the sake Example. of argument.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: And if it works, great. You, you can stay with that. It's actually fine. If you're running the ball for six, seven yards a pop, have at it. The, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case, which is why I say let Joe Burrow cook. And I think that Joe Burrow's got to be a big part of this game. You're going to need the explosive plays because when you even if you are averaging seven, seven yards a carry, you get stuck once and, and now you're behind the chains and that's how things can spiral out of control. But the, the point I'm making is if they believe that something will work and it very quickly doesn't work, let's move on. And I know that sometimes plays just go wrong because of a detail not getting executed. But I, I just want to see the adjustments on the fly. And and I think they've been pretty good about this for the most part mm-hmm. in, in the last few games. But when it's a team like the Chiefs, when they're coached by Andy Reid, does a great job with the offense, has figured out how to how to deal with what defenses they're putting in front of them, it's going to be hard to confuse Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And so, where they're going to be very good at identifying what you're doing, adapting to it, and beating it, I think, and hopefully the Bengals can find ways to make these explosive swing plays to to make me wrong here, you need to do the same thing on offense and keep up. and so mm-hmm. that that to me is is a big a big deal in this game,
0: yeah, I agree with you. This game reminds me of. November – I looked up the date, so I'm going to make sure I get this right. November 20th, 2005, when the up-and-coming Carson Palmer-led Cincinnati Bengals hosted Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts won that game 45-37. to It was – I believe it was a 425 or 405 kick. And uh, Chad Johnson proposed to a cheerleader. You never really felt like the Bengals were going to win the game, but they hung around – Cause they couldn't stop Manning and he wasn't going to for he wasn't going to turn the ball over. And that's what that defense did. They couldn't stop anybody, but they forced turnovers. If you remember. And um, yeah, that game was so much damn fun. And I wonder if this game is going to feel like that one in, if so there's going to be a point where Zach Taylor's going to have to say, all right, we're going to call this play on fourth and one. That isn't a handoff to Joe Mixon. That's very predictable or isn't, such a predictable insert, whatever um, they may have to run a fake punt. <laughs> like they, there, there, ha- there might be a time. Cause those are the swing plays you're talking about and they may have to force the swing play. It might not be an obvious turnover, pick six, something like that. It might be something more aggressive that, that you don't see uh, initially and that they force, and that it leads to a momentum shift because it's really hard to win games like that. And I'm not saying this defense can't stop Mahomes here and there, but if you're going into it expecting to to hold Mahomes to 20, you're going to (laughs) lose. It's just it's not going to happen. 30 is the absolute minimum of minimum of minimum, and that might be if Mahomes misses a quarter in my eyes. So uh, that's what this game reminds me of. And and to your point, they're going to have to adjust on the fly and I have to be really aggressive. And that doesn't mean go for it on every single fourth down ever, by the way, in my eyes. I think you can be smart with that. I don't I don't I don't think you want to necessarily leave points on the field all the time either. Um, but uh yeah, there's gonna be a balance for sure. Don't go full staley. I know you might you might have liked I don't want full Staley. There's a, a nice balance in between where you can get points and still be aggressive and still go for it without shooting yourself in the foot eight times.
2: Yeah, I think that to me the fourth down decision making shouldn't change in this game it it shouldn't change cuz to me fourth down decision making should be constant what should change is early down decision making and and don't let yourself you know fourth and 15 from the the 40 yard line you're still not going for it right fourth and 15 from their 35 you're still kicking a field goal there you're not going for it it's it's the fourth and twos the the fourth and threes the short yardage in in plus field position those those decisions shouldn't change, right? I do like your comparison, though, going back to that Colts-Bengals game. The, the Bengals, I remember, I was watching that game at a friend's house. I remember that game. I was so frustrated because they just couldn't get a stop when they needed it. Or, or when they did get a stop, they couldn't answer. At halftime in that game, the score was 35-27. The Bengals scored going into the half with mm-hmm. 12 seconds left. Then they scored getting out of the half to take... Well, no, they didn't even take the lead. They were down by one, 35 to thirty-four, at that and point, and and they won in and out of the half, and and that's the last time they they kicked the field goal later in the game, and they couldn't get it going. The in the field goal, half.
0: yeah, they kicked the field goal at the end to to, 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 to cut kick it an to, onside. Yeah, yeah, it looked it looked better than it was. Yeah, because it, it just never felt like they were going to get over the hump because they couldn't stop
2: Peyton, and, and they did get a pick in that game, and and Carson they, threw him too. It, it wasn't yeah. enough. What stands out to me in this game, I'm, I'm looking at the box score right now. Both quarterbacks sacked one time each. Both quarterbacks had 60-plus yard plays. Uh, and, and I think... Played to Chad. Dallas Clark had a 56-yard catch. And Reggie Wayne, this is one that I remember, had a 66-yard touchdown, I believe. Chad, yeah, 68-yard touchdown. Chad in that game, eight catches, 189 and a touchdown, just going off. Yeah. But but what, what, what I like here, going back to the x-factor conversation and chris is playing running back chris perry eight carries 82 yards four catches 41 yards in that game and from, and he from made where? the most from he michigan most. yeah chris from michigan at running back go do some work <laughs> that's right james let's get um, our predictions real quick here while we while we get to wrapping up
0: yeah so I expect it to kind of go the same way as that game. Maybe it'll feel closer than that one did. I remember not feeling like the Bengals are really in it for most of that second half. And if you're down by 11 and not moving the ball well enough and not scoring, that's going to be the case. I think it's close. I think Joe Burrow balls out. I think that the Bengals are hanging around, but to me, the chiefs have everything you could want, (laughs) everything from coaching to the quarterback to the big two weapons-wise, and and that's the Bengals' edge, right, is they have more options, I think, higher-end options from weapon three on at at the skill positions if you want to look at it that way. But I I think it's just going to be a tad too much for them to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. So give me Kansas City 41, Bengals 34 in a fun game, a back-and-forth game, in a game where in the fourth quarter it will have yet to be decided – Unfortunately, I think they come up just a tad short and we're talking about uh, at least one more week for them to clinch the division and clinch a playoff spot.
2: I, I would really enjoy it if it's a competitive game going back and forth. You know, you could totally see it being if the Bengals offense goes the way that it should go. A, a whoever has a ball last kind of situation with these guys. And the thing that I, I like about this game, a couple of X factors we haven't really talked about. Clyde Edwards is we haven't talked about. Um, can, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield, same for, uh, Williams, is it Daryl Williams? Who's been a pretty good. Well,
0: yeah, Williams. they they have a couple different backs, but Williams is the one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, so we haven't really talked about the chiefs running backs at all because you're so worried about Hill and, and Kelsey, but Burrow talked about, you know, you, you got to watch these guys out of the backfield too. But, um, where I was going was. Other X factors. One of them going to be a lot of kickoffs in this game, potentially. Trent Taylor returning kicks, I guess. Let's let's make sure that we're clean in the kicking game on both sides. I haven't really talked about that one. And, and the reason that this occurs to me is I looked back at that Colts game. They're like ten kickoffs,
1: three mm-hmm. team. Yeah, so
2: you got got to be clean in that phase of the game. And, and the other thing is is Joe Burrow, the Joe Burrow edge. The Joe Burrow at LSU, you talked about beating Alabama yep. going to the playoff and, and the Clemson game where Clemson punched him in the mouth. They yep. really did early and, and it wasn't enough. And so I, th- I think that that LSU team, that Clemson game, a little bit different, but, but similar in terms of the, the caliber of players at quarterback and even in that Alabama game too at the time playing at a high level at, at Alabama. The, the caliber of quarterback, the caliber of defense. And look, if Joe Burrow can make a run here, like he did in that year at LSU, that, that's how you know this team is here to stay. As mm-hmm. you know, health and all these other things aside. And, and that's what you know the, the best case outcome that we're really looking forward to would be on Sunday. We'll be back on Sunday. After the game, we'll get you all of our post-game insights, reactions, and more. James will be coming to you from Paul Brown Stadium. Until then, Bengals fans. Happy New Year, by the way.
0: I Love was going to say
2: that. Happy yeah. New Year. <laughs> Thanks so much to everybody who's listened and stuck with us this year and everybody that's new. Hope y'all enjoy your New Year weekend. Stay safe out there. Hootay. And have a good one.
1: Hey, Prime members.